I'm Woody Huffines, and this is the Owner's Voyage Podcast, a journey to business ownership. In this podcast, we'll talk about how to make that journey more fun, more rewarding, hopefully more profitable, as well as tips for staying away from potholes, dead ends, traps, and washed out bridges. We hope you join us. Welcome to episode number 32. The pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain. Now, that aphorism, the pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain, is one of my favorites. And in preparation for the podcast tonight, I went to see if I could find the provenance of that particular saying. Because I I like aphorisms, and I like chiasmus, where you invert things, like ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, or the pain of uncertainty, certainty of pain. It's that reversal, and I like that. So I went to look to see who said it originally, or what what the origin of the statement was, and I didn't find an answer, found nothing. But what I did find was a ton of magazine articles and journal articles from 1971 onward talking about how uncertainty is worse than certainty when you're talking about pain. Now, the article from 1971, they were using electric shock. And if you were ready for the electric shock. The electric shock was not perceived as severe or as painful as if it happened in, on an uncertain basis. If they surprised you with it by some random shocking program, as opposed to saying every 10 seconds you get shocked, the person getting shocked had a much higher perception of pain for the exact same stimulation. There's a number of instances where there's a bunch of scientific research that's been done that talks about pain delivered at an uncertain interval is perceived as much worse than certainty, which I've always said, you know, if you know that you're going to take a butt whipping every Wednesday morning, you can get up and gird your loins and be ready for it. But when you don't know you're going to get hammered, that uncertainty makes it a lot worse. Now, I've always used the idea that the pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain in the business setting. And if you've got a small business, that's one of the things that we're all dealing with right now is that uncertainty. In our case, we do a lot of business with businesses, and businesses right now are a little jumpy because the presidential election, the COVID, all of these things are causing uncertainty, and it's hard to make business decisions in the face of this uncertainty because the pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain. In other words, if they came out and said, hey, look, we're going to shut it down again, nobody can do anything on December 1st through January 15th, then you know what the pain is, and you can be ready for it. It's when we don't know that causes us more pain because the uncertainty is, according to the journal articles, from a, psych, uh, from a psychological standpoint, the uncertainty is worse than the pain. So what are some strategies that we can use as business owners or as individuals in our personal lives to deal with the pain of uncertainty? And there are a lot of articles out there, a lot of places you can look at, and I've just kind of hit the high points of the ones that made the most sense to me. The first one is, don't resist. The quote there is, what we resist persists. In other words, if we continue to go back to that uncertainty and we continue to resist that that is a reality that we're facing, the uncertainty persists as long as we resist accepting what the situation is. So if you've got some uncertainty, one of the first things to do is don't resist that it's uncertain. Don't try to play out how you're going to add certainty to an uncertain situation. It's not going to happen. Accept it. Don't resist that uncertainty. Embrace it and move on. Another good strategy for dealing with uncertainty is self-care. Meditate, learn, grow, take a nap. Do some things that improve you 
as opposed to trying to solve a situation over which you don't have control. Because at the end of the day, that's where uncertainty comes, when we don't have that control. We've talked about before that if you take a big circle and you call that your circle of concern and then take a smaller circle and put it inside it, and then that's your circle of influence. There are some things that we can influence, and the more we focus on the things that we can influence as opposed to focusing on the things over which we have no influence, the more effective we are. So one of the first steps in self-care is having a recognition of the things that you have some control over or some things which over which you have influence. I can't influence what's going to happen with the economy. I can't influence what's going to happen after I voted with the presidential election or how we're going to deal with the COVID crisis in six months. What I can influence is how I'm going to structure my business or how I'm going to deal with it if it happens. So take care of yourself. Focus on the things you can focus on. Meditate, learn, grow. Now take a nap. Just back off from being concerned about things over which you have no influence. The next thing is don't believe everything that you think. One of the oddities of the human mind is that what we imagine is as real to us as things that are real. There was an interesting experiment done a number of years ago where they took three groups of students and they put one in a control group, and the control group, of course, didn't do anything. And then the experiment groups were two experiment groups. One experiment group practiced free throws for, I don't know, 30 minutes a day. They would practice free throws for 30 minutes a day. The idea being that if they practiced for 30 minutes a day, they would get better at making free throws after practicing. The final group and the experimental group imagined that they were practicing free throws for 30 minutes a day. They never touched a basketball. All they did is imagine what it would be like to practice free throws. And what they found was that the improvement in the group that imagined that they were practicing free free throws was about the same as the group that actually practiced free throws. And that's the idea of creative visualization that, and uh, Jack Nicholas, my favorite golfer of all time, would imagine every shot before he took it. He would stand behind the ball, and that's why it took him so long to hit the ball sometimes, and he would imagine what the outcome of the shot is. So don't believe all the bad things that you think as being true, and Try to moderate the kind of bad things that you think because focusing on those things have as much impact on you psychologically, according to the research, as if those bad things actually happen or good things. Don't believe everything you think and then control what you think to make it a positive. The next suggestion I'd have for you is pay attention. Be present. Focus on the now. Most of uncertainty, or most of what we do when we get into a death spiral of uncertainty and pain, is that we're concerned about what's going to happen in the future. And that's what uncertainty is, is an unknown in the future. The more that you can focus on where you are now and what you're doing now and what you can do now, the better off you are than focusing on something in the future That's that uncertainty because you can add certainty by focusing on the present, being present in where you are and doing the things that you need to do currently. The next strategy for dealing with uncertainty is stop looking for a rescue. If you think about that, you've got somebody that's going to come rescue through some circumstance or some law or some thing that's out there that's outside of your control is going to come to your rescue in uncertainty. Then you're not focused on the problem 
that you're dealing with. You're not focusing on solutions. You're waiting for a rescue. The state's going to do this or the federal government's going to do that. There's going to be some rescue coming. Stop looking for a rescue. If you're in a crash, in an airplane crash, and you're on top of the mountain, the best plan, and all the survival people will tell you this, is to self-rescue. Don't look for outside influence to get you out of the situation that you don't want to be in. Stop looking for the rescuer or rescue yourself. Another effective strategy that kind of melds with some of the other ones is try to find some meaning in the chaos. If you take the opportunity to look at how uncertainty provides you with opportunity, as opposed to looking at it as just a negative, you might be able to find some meaning in that chaos. For example, if your business, as part of your business, is to be able to help people work from home, and you can find an opportunity to help people that are working from home, instead of seeing the uncertainty of the market has changed, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Find that opportunity in the chaos. Find some meaning in the chaos. Well, what, what has happened? What, I'm in the computer business, okay? What has happened? What, what has changed in our environment? Well, one of the things that's changed in our environment is that your network risk is a lot higher with people working from home for your business. Or if you're working from home for a business, you've got more risk because you're making more points that someone can attack from a cybersecurity standpoint. Your threat surface is a lot larger. It's larger for the business because you've got people working from home, and it's larger for you at home because you're working on the business network. So ransomware and malware has a lot more places to get into you. So maybe what you can do is find, find an opportunity or find meaning in that change, find meaning in that chaos. Take the uncertainty and look at it from a different viewpoint. The biggest thing I would tell you in terms of uncertainty, the, the uncertainty that we're facing now, especially with the election and COVID, is avoid the news. The model, the business model for news has changed significantly. In the old days, the news division for any of the big media companies, ABC, NBC, whatever, it wasn't a profit center. They didn't depend on the news to make profit. The newspaper depended on advertisers. Well, now, since everything has moved online, there's significant incentive for the people who put out news to put out headlines in that news that scare the pants off of you because they are looking for you to click that headline. That's how they get advertising revenue is make you click on something. The more time you spend watching news, reading news, looking at news, the more you fall into that new paradigm of news. They're trying to scare you or make you angry or uh, elicit some kind of emotional response, and that emotional response right now is certainly uncertainty. And you can look at the different news networks and see how they're treating the COVID infections or you, how they're treating the election results or the main ideas right now. But look at how they try to manipulate you. Stay away from the news. If you're, if you're feeling a lot of pain from uncertainty, just avoid the news because the news is trying to scare, just trying to scare the fool out of you. The next thing that you can do for uncertainty is take your own advice. Step back for a minute and determine what it is that's bothering you, and then put yourself in your shoes. If a friend came to you and said, oh, good gosh, what am I going to do about this, and explained this uncertainty or this problem, and they were asking you for advice, what advice would you give them? How would you tell them to deal with that uncertainty? How would you approach the problem? How would you help them work through that problem or that uncertainty or that pain? Imagine what that advice would be, and then take that advice yourself. Just follow your own advice. The next strategy is just straight up stress management. And there's a bunch of ways that you can deal with stress. 
You can do meditation or prayer. The best thing that you can do is exercise. Long time ago, I was involved in something that was pretty stressful, and and because of the the position that I was in or the the role that I played in what was a tragedy, we got stress counseling, and and again, a guy gave us some really great advice and and said that stress is kind of like, and you may not be old enough to remember this. They used to have these things called S and H green stamps. You go to the grocery store and you buy your groceries, and they give you green stamps. And you take the green stamps and you'd paste them in a book. And when the book got full, you could turn in your green stamp books for toaster ovens or vacuum cleaners or whatever. He compared stress to the S&H green stamp book. That sometimes there's big stamps and sometimes there's little stamps. But at the end of the day, stress is cumulative. You get up in the morning and your alarm clock goes off a little bit late or you forget to set your alarm and you wake up and you're stressed. And then because you're in a hurry to get out the door, you spill coffee and you have to clean the coffee up, which makes you even more late. And then you get out on the road and somebody cuts you off. And there's all these little stressors that are just putting stamps in your green stamp book. And what's going to happen is when that book gets full, you're going to check out and you're going to dump that stress. You're going to dump it on somebody that maybe doesn't deserve that stress. It might be your dog. It might be your kid. It might be your boss. It might be the person that cuts you off second time in traffic that makes you go sideways and honk on your horn and wave to them, not necessarily using all your fingers, because that little extra stressor is the one that puts you over the edge. So in an area of uncertainty or when you're in an uncertain regime, pay attention to how you can alleviate that stress through prayer, meditation, and especially exercise. And finally, reflect on past successes. If you step back and look at it, we've dealt with uncertainty pretty much our whole lives. Everything at the end of the day is probably pretty uncertain, but death or taxes. Where have you been successful in the past in dealing with uncertainty? What 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 did you fear in the past that turned out not to be true? Or what did you spend a lot of mental effort on that wasn't nearly as bad as you made it out to be in your head? Remember, what you imagine is very close to reality for the way your body do, does things. So how often in the past have you stressed about something or something that was uncertain and it really turned out pretty good and it turned out maybe even to be a success? So instead of focusing on that uncertainty and focusing on the possibility of failure, turn it around and look at it for where did I worry about things before and how they turn out fine or what were the successes that I had from those things? So while the pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain is a really cool little aphorism. Turns out that it's probably scientifically true that when we're uncertain and we're worried about things, that the pain of that uncertainty makes the pain that we experience worse, and it may be even worse than the pain itself. The pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain. Take some time, look at these examples, and maybe find a way to deal with that uncertainty so it doesn't cause you as much pain. This is Woody Huffines. This has been episode number 31 of the Owner's Voyage podcast. The pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain.